If you really want to know your mind, the body will always give you a truthful reflection. So look at the emotion, or rather, feel it in your body. If there is an apparent conflict between them, the thought will be the lie. The emotion will be the truth. Eckhart Tolle Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today, let's talk about conflict. Specifically, what happens to us emotionally when we are in conflict with people close to us? We've all experienced, at one point or another, conflict in a relationship, whether it's a family member or a partner or a friend. Let's create an example. You find out that a close friend is having some people over on the weekend and you didn't get an invitation. Let's say another friend mentions he's not free to hang out because he's going to so-and-so's house for this gathering. So you can imagine the feelings that would arise. Hurt, rejection, maybe even anger. So what do you do? Should you say something to this person? Do you isolate yourself and just kind of write the person off because clearly they're not a good friend? Much of how you handle conflict with people has to do with your own childhood wounds being triggered and how much work you've done to heal those wounds. If your parents or caregivers weren't there for you, you'll likely be more sensitive about being left out. So which is right? Do you say something or do you cut ties? You can see how easy it is to second-guess ourselves when we're in conflict with someone we care about. We see something or feel like something is wrong, and that we have to say something, but then we worry that we might be wrong, or that we're coming from a wounded place and not an authentic or virtuous one. When this confusion happens, it's very helpful if you take a moment before you say anything and just drop down into your body. You can use the self-alignment meditation from the last episode, even just a quick version of that. Drop down, check in with the topic at hand, and see what your body says. Does it feel open when you check in, or does it feel trapped or closed? So you drop down into the body and see where the pain is coming from. If it's in your solar plexus, that spot right at the base of your ribs, above your belly button, that's the seat of yourself. That's how you show up in the world. That's control, self-criticism. If it's your heart area, that's trust and flexibility with forms of love. If it's in your lower belly, that's sacral. That's emotions, boundaries, attachments. So whatever houses the feelings is the area that wants your attention. That's what you're going to be paying attention to. If you feel open and secure, then talking with your friend could be a really good idea. If you feel closed and stuck, then it may be that the pain you feel is actually yours to deal with and not theirs. So now that we've set the stage, now we can get to blame versus boundaries and what's the difference between the two. Sometimes we humans blame others for our pain. In the case of our friend, let's say we find out he was being passive-aggressive. 
he had a problem with us, and he didn't want to talk about it, so he just cut us out of the social gathering. Now, we may blame our friend for ruining our day by being a jerk and not inviting us and making us second-guess the reasons why, but that's a dead end. We already know that we cannot change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. We may be able to influence someone, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but even that is no guarantee that we're going to feel relief because there was some slight acknowledgement that we were justified in our pain. So we get stuck spiraling out in our own psychic cesspool of suffering. That's what blame is. Boundaries are entirely different. We can acknowledge that someone has legitimately messed up. In this case, our friend not speaking to us directly about whatever issue he had with us and instead just shutting us out. We can talk with them about this with the understanding that they are where they are on their path. They have their own wounds and their own work to do. That way we can continue on our own path without holding the baggage of pain and resentment. Those are healthy boundaries. The boundary is creating a space for yourself to stand firm and speak, but not take on other people's wounding. With our friend, we might have checked in with our bodies and felt open enough to ask if we might have done something to offend him. We can open a healthy dialogue. We stay grounded, we speak our truth, and we let go of expectations that the other person will change or even be open to the dialogue in the first place. That's not your responsibility. Speaking your truth is your responsibility. Making the choice to speak your peace and move on so that you are not carrying the poison of the negative feelings in your being. Maybe you've heard that saying before, that holding on to anger is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. That doesn't help the world at all. And this is the larger point. Think of humanity, actually all beings on the planet, but for the sake of this argument, we'll just limit it to humanity. Think of humanity as a great big organism, and each one of us is a cell in that organism. We know how cancer works, for example. Something goes wrong in the DNA, and the cells overproduce, and that's really all cancer is, is an overproduction of funky cells. That's why it's so important for each of us as individual human beings to think of ourselves as cells that must be as healthy as possible in order to maintain the health of the entire organism. The human race, the planet and all of its inhabitants, our solar system, the universe, whatever is beyond all of that, everything is connected. So it's okay to acknowledge that someone has a wonky cell self, let's say by being passive-aggressive or controlling or abusive. But by taking on the pain of that neighboring cell, by worrying about it, by suffering with it, or not protecting yourself from it in a healthy, boundaried way, what you're doing is taking on its toxicity, and you're making more of that cancer. It's much more helpful for you to build up your mitochondrion, that's the energy center of your cell. Understand that the cell next to you isn't doing well, but by your staying healthy, by you continuing on your path, you're helping the greater organism. 
You don't need to hate that dysfunctional cell next to you, your friend or your partner or your parent or your sibling or your colleague. That only poisons you, and it would be counterproductive to the whole organism. Instead, you can recognize the dysfunction, but keep yourself healthy. You're simply acknowledging where that cell, that person, is in its life cycle. Your job in life is to further whatever work you've done on yourself to make yourself healthy. It's up to the other person next to you to do that for him or herself. This is really important. It is not your responsibility to fix anyone else. The best you can do is generate health within your own being, which makes your surrounding world stronger. Sometimes your self-work will touch the person next to you. Sometimes opening a dialogue or even living by example really does spread goodness and positively affects the person you're in conflict with. But sometimes, for whatever reason, that's just not possible. Remember that we are all here to learn different lessons. You can't know for sure what anyone else's journey needs to be for them in this life. You can only focus on yourself and your vitality. By doing that, you are actually contributing to the larger good. Being your highest self keeps one more cell in the human organism healthy. Until next time, many blessings on your path. Thank you for joining me on Self Talk. Aho. Uh-huh.